From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Friday, September 9th. I'm Marco Werman. Anti-Gaddafi forces enter one of the last loyalist strongholds in Libya. Also, remembering the restaurant workers who died at the World Trade Center on 9-11, a colleague recalls how hard it was to know who was working that day. People that punch in and punch out, we don't have no machines. We don't know who made it that morning. We don't know if somebody calls sick. Plus, a study of psychological resilience among 9-11 survivors. Even in the face of a dramatic trauma with uh, horrendous circumstances, most people are still uh, pulling through fine. BBC News with Gaynor Howells. Rebel forces in Libya say they've now entered Bani Walid, one of only four towns still loyal to Colonel Gaddafi. At least four people have been killed. The BBC's Richard Galpin is travelling with the rebels. We've just had a briefing by the chief negotiator for the rebels here near Bani Walid, and he has told us that the battle for Bani Walid is now well underway. He's saying that the rebel forces had no choice uh, but to engage with the Gaddafi loyalists inside the town because he said uh, that they, the rebels, had come under attack and they have been able to move pretty quickly. Uh, They first of all cleared out the outlying areas and now he's saying that they are just a couple of kilometers from the center of Bani Walid. Thousands of people have taken part in a march east of the Libyan capital, Tripoli, to commemorate those killed on February the 25th in the early days of the uprising against Colonel Gaddafi. Today's event also turned into a victory parade as hundreds of vehicles loaded with people of all ages headed into Tripoli, as our correspondent Peter Biles reports. The frenzy of excitement was barely containable. Through the late afternoon, after Friday prayers, residents of Tripoli joined the procession from Tajura. Their vehicles clogged both sides of the main road. Men and women of all ages turned out. Many brought their young children. All of them waved the red, black and green flag of the new Libya. Requests to ease up on the celebratory gunfire were ignored. Anti-government demonstrators in Syria have held another day of protest in many parts of the country following Friday prayers, calling for international protection from the security forces. Activists say at least 17 people have been wounded across the country. Foreign journalists are not allowed in Syria. Owen Bennett-Jones sent this report from Beirut in neighbouring Lebanon. In the Kurdish northeast, in the south near Jordan, in Idlib near the Turkish border, Homs, Hama and the Damascus suburbs, all over Syria, protesters have been out demanding change. And once again, they have failed to mobilise people in the centres of the two biggest cities, Aleppo and Damascus. Protest organisers have tried to give each week's demonstrations a common theme, and this time round it's the demand, for the first time, for greater international protection. The Ethiopian Prime Minister Mele Zenawi has called for humanitarian corridors in Somalia to be protected by African peacekeepers so that aid could reach people struck by drought and famine in rebel-held areas. Mr Meles was speaking at a Kenyan summit on the crisis. The UN Humanitarian Coordinator for Somalia, Mac Bowden, said aid was increasing to all areas of the country. World News from the BBC.
The European Central Bank's chief economist, Jürgen Stark, has resigned over what's being seen as differences on how to handle the Eurozone financial crisis. Analysts say Mr Stark opposed the Central Bank's policy of buying the bonds of debt-ridden countries. Gavin Hewitt reports from Brussels. Jürgen Stark was not just on the governing council of the European Central Bank. He was regarded as its chief economist. The bank said his unexpected resignation was for personal reasons. But he was a persistent critic of the bank buying up bonds of troubled Eurozone countries like Italy and so forcing down their borrowing costs. On news of the resignation, the euro sank to its lowest level against the dollar for six months and stock markets also fell. Jürgen Stark's departure is being seen as revealing division at the heart of Europe's central bank. Security has been stepped up in New York and Washington over a possible bomb threat to coincide with the 10th anniversary on Sunday of the...